The weather has always had a big influence over my mood. Sunny days make me happy, while cloudy or rainy days make me a little blue. And I know I'm not the only one. In fact, psychiatrists say it's quite normal for us to feel this way. One psychiatrist compares human beings to solar panels because we too need the sunlight and a lot of energy to function properly. And by that analogy, it makes perfect sense that we would feel glum and energyless when the clouds hide from the sun from us day after day. In order to feel better even on cloudy days, the psychiatrist advises us to keep the lights on and keep moving our bodies, catch up on some sleep or catch up with some friends and family, take mental breaks by taking walks or taking coffee breaks. Personally, my experience has been hmm, that spending some time with the people you love who make you smile and laugh is the best at keeping the blues away. Hoping that I will be able to put a smile on your face today. This is Hedim, and today's Wonder Hours starts now. Welcome to Wonder Hours with Hedim on KBS World Radio. We started today's show with Isoon and her song Ore Ore for a long, long time. So yeah, it's been quite gloomy in Seoul for the past few days. But I did learn on Monday, thanks to our guest, June, that when you're having a great time with your friends, the weather is the last thing on your mind, let alone affecting your mood. And another thing June said was that it will pass. The clouds will disappear eventually. And if we're lucky, we might even see a rainbow. Is your mood easily affected by the weather? Do you have any tips on beating the rainy day or cloudy day blues? Tell me all about it because our daily shout-out segment, Tell Me, is coming up in just a moment. Today's show is pre-recorded, so I won't be able to share your responses right away, but I'll keep an eye out for any weather or mood-related tips. After Tell Me, we will listen to some chart toppers from the past during So Hot, as well as one of my personal picks of the day for DJ Lim Drop the Beat. In the second hour of the show, K-pop producer and engineer John Kim will be back to introduce us to some new K-pop tracks, as well as some hidden gems on our Thursday segment, John's Jams. So please be sure to stick around. And for now, I'll be right back with today's Tell Me After a Song Break. Here is Haji Motan Mal, Things That I Couldn't Say by Noel, as well as Sarang in Nabwa, Loved by Highlight. You don't have to tell me you love me. You don't have to tell me you've been waiting for me. But please do tell me something about yourself. Tell me something funny that's happened to you today. Tell me what you're thinking or how you're feeling. Tell me anything that's on your mind that you feel like sharing. And while at it, tell me which songs you want to hear too, won't you?
A sayon in the world of Korean radio is a story or an anecdote that the listeners send in to have shared on air. It's what transforms this usually one-way medium into a means of communication and connection, allowing us to be on the same wavelength. And today we've got messages from Poguma. Nal Parabaraba has been popping up a lot on short form contents lately, and it's no secret that our DJ is the song's lyricist and composer. Yes, the Twice song. I'm glad it's trending. Maybe I should do a challenge of it too, because I saw the challenge. Very cute. The next message is from Moglisher Raman. Hey, sweet friend. Good morning from Bangladesh. How are you there? Please tell me your weather situation. Yes, the weather situation here is very gray, cold and gray, and a little bit rainy too. Hmm, how about yours? Thank you for tuning in all the way from Bangladesh. And Riyas Ahmad Khan said, I'm a regular listener of KBS World Radio. Best wishes to you and all the staff members of KBS World Radio from Pakistan. Ooh, thank you so much, Riyas. And of course, we have some song requests as well. Sato Okayasu said, Last week you played the songs of Cherry Filter and Love Holic, didn't you? These numbers reminded me of my travel holic days in Korea about 20 years ago. I enjoyed discovering new bands at the time, such as Classic Kwai Project and Roller Coaster. Roller Coaster is one of my favorite groups. The song that I send you, Melody, is still sometimes on replay in my head. Can I request this song? From Satoshi Okayasu, Tokyo, Japan. P.S. I was surprised to hear you read my email on Friday. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And it will also be my pleasure to play your request song for you in just a moment. Doi Life said, After working from home for the past two years, I've been commuting to work every day lately. I feel like it takes as long for me to make up my mind to go to work as it does for me to get ready. Maybe because it's so cold. Mm -hmm. Hoping that spring will be here soon so that I'd be able to start my days in a better mood, I want to request a song that I always listen to in spring. Please play Tikpongsis Viva Chongchun. Yes, and I think we're all waiting for spring now, and that's definitely a great song for spring. Thank you, Doi Life. So let's listen to these two songs right now. First, we'll listen to 너에게 보내는 노래, the song that I send you by Roller Coaster. And after that, we'll listen to Viva Chongchun or Viva Primavera by Dick Punks. We just heard Tik Pangsu and their song Viva Chongchun, Viva Primavera. And before that, it was Roller Coaster and their song 너에게 보내는 노래, the song that I send you. If you want to share yours, Hayon, or listen to your song request on the show, don't hesitate to leave a message. If you're tuning in via the KBS Kong app, you can leave a message on the chat board. If you're on Instagram, leave yours, Hayon, as a comment on our post at KBS One Fine Day. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KBS English Service. And on YouTube, you can search for KBS World English. You can also listen to our past episodes on our website or as podcast. But please note that the songs we play on the show are cut due to the copyright reasons. And speaking of songs, it's time for another song break. When we come back, we'll take a look at some music charts from the past. But first, here is Anne Flying and their song, Oktapang.
Rooftop. Songs have the power to move us through time. More often than not, it only takes a song from the past to take us back. Back to the days when we used to listen to the song on a loop. Or back to the days when the song was just so hot. It's time for us to go back in time and listen to some of the hottest songs of a random week according to the charts. And today we're going to go back to the fourth week of February, 2004. The number one song of the week here in Korea was Timeless by SG Wannabe. This song is so timeless that it's easy to forget that this had been the group's debut song. SG Wannabe is a three-piece vocal group that debuted in 2004, and they quickly became the driving force of the huge popularity of so-called medium-tempo ballad in the 2000s. The group won multiple Rookie Awards of the Year thanks to this song, and 20 years later, it remains one of SG Wannabe's signature songs. And yes, that means the group celebrated the 20th anniversary of their debut last month, and I believe they have a concert tour coming up very soon. And going back to the song, here's how the song Timeless starts. Perhaps one day in life, you might look for me once. That hope alone is what helped me make it through another day. My memory's not good, so I don't know why. When it comes to you, I remember even the little things. I can't forget you. I want to hold you back. But the only thing I can do in the face of our breakup is letting you go with ease so that you'll at least have good memories. Hmm. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, the number one song on Billboard Hot 100 had been Yeah by American singer-songwriter Usher featuring Lil Jon and Ludacris. If you heard this song for the first time during that epic Super Bowl halftime show earlier this month, you might be surprised to learn that this song is 20 years old as well. It was released in January of 2004 as the lead single from Usher's fourth studio album, Confessions. And it stayed at the top of the U.S. single chart for 12 weeks in a row, only to be replaced by Usher's follow-up single, Burn. The song also reached number one in 12 other charts worldwide and went on to win the Grammy Award for Best Rap Song Collaboration. It was also nominated for Record of the Year. It's a club song set in a club where the protagonist goes with his friends and finds himself facing temptations despite having a girlfriend. Yes, so in short, while SG Wannabe was topping charts here in Korea with a song that says, I'll love you forever, even though we're not together anymore, the number one song in the U.S. was about a guy who's seriously debating if he should cheat on his girlfriend with a woman he met at a club. And he keeps saying, yeah, 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 to himself. <laughs> kind of funny to think about it, hmm. Well, let's listen to these two songs back to back right now. First up is Timeless by SG Wannabe. And after that, we'll listen to Yeah by Usher featuring Lil Jon and Ludacris. 
Back when the Wonder Girls were always on the move, with all of us girls crammed into our van, whether we were feeling all giddy and giggly or exhausted and groggy, one of the members would always end up saying the magic words that would have me think of a song to play. And those magic words were, Hey DJ Lim, drop the beat. Those words still bring songs into my mind, and I would like to share at least one of those with you each day. My pick for today is Blessing by Sohyang featuring YDG. Sohyang is an amazing vocalist who can seemingly cover all musical genres in the world, from blues to jazz, R&B, pop, ballad, rock, gospel, musical, hip-hop, traditional folk songs, you name it, anything she can do. Anything, all genres in perfection. Ah, and blessing is Soyang Onni's latest single released just last month, and it's a hip hop track. She actually sent me the music video, and I saw it uh, several times because it was so deep. Hmm. Soyang Onni and YDG, I don't know if it was their first time collaborating together, but they really did a good job here. They made a great team, and I just wanted to share this brand new song with you. So without further ado, here's Blessing by Sohyang featuring YDG. That was Blessing by Sohyang featuring YDG. And that brings us to the end of the first Wonder Hour of the day. Coming up in the second hour of today's show is our super fun Thursday segment, John's Jams. So stick around to learn about some great new songs even your music streaming apps may not have had a chance to recommend to you just yet. For now, I'll wrap up the first half of the show with IU and her song Love Poem, requested by listener HJKim121. Hi everyone, my name is June Kang or Kang Ju-un and you're listening to Wonder Hours with Hedim on KBS World Radio. Welcome to the second half of Wonder Hours with Hedim on KBS World Radio. In just a moment, I'll be joined in the studio by K-pop producer and engineer John Kim, who'll introduce us to some deep cuts we just might fall in love with. And now we'll listen to some songs while John gets settled in here. First up is Ivy with Iroi Komyon, If You're Gonna Be Like This, followed by Lee Soo-young and her song La La La. According to reports, around 120,000 new tracks are released on music streaming platforms each day. When there's absolutely no hope of listening to all of them, how are we to figure out which new song will be our next favorite track? The fact of the matter is, not all great songs make it up the charts, and not everyone has the same taste in music. So it's just inevitable that some wonderful gems would slip through our fingers without us even noticing. 
but it's not all hopeless. Here to point us toward the right direction is K-pop producer and engineer John Kim for our segment, John's Jams. Hi, John. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be back. How are you feeling? I'm doing a lot better. Um, mm. Yeah, I got really sick over the Seollal weekend, and it was really rough. Like, um, basically, Ooh, we, went, yeah, mm. we went fishing, and uh, I had a bag of potato chips without washing my hands properly. Mm-hmm. And so I got the stomach virus, and it was really oh. rough. I went to the ER, and... It oh was, no! It was no. really bad. We were all so worried about you. I know, I know. So on Thursday we mm-hmm. played our, our whole segment was right. "You're Gonna Be Okay" yes, songs yes, just yes. for you, oh, <laughs> especially man, for was, you. That was very much appreciated. Mm. I really appreciated that. Yeah, it was rough just because we had so much planned. Because um, our so my wife's parents came in town for the Sorry weekend, and uh, they were staying over, and we were supposed to go to this big uh, family event. Yeah. But the day right before, I just started. throwing up so Mm. much and I I like passed out and so we couldn't attend any of that but on the bright side we did catch a lot of fish that day (laughs) (laughs) and so we were able to uh send that fish over to the the family event and everyone had a lot of good uh or sashimi and wow it was a good time for them but unfortunately for myself and my wife uh, we were stuck at home and I was just just throwing up mm, basically oh no yeah. were you always into fishing though you know it's it's funny um i i grew up fishing with my dad when i was younger in la um but it's so different fishing out here in, in korea mm. uh, i thought that i was a good fisherman mm-hmm. because uh, i would catch a lot of fish with my dad but it turns out my dad was a good fisherman all i did was just throw <laughs> throw the throw the bait basically so coming out to korea uh it was it was really different just because i had to learn everything again and also the the techniques fishing in korea it's mm. so different is it yeah just how because is it different it's, it's very different because um the different types of species uh, of fish in korea it's so different here and so the way that they feed is mm-hmm. different uh, for instance like uh, you have to use different types of bait um in korea just generally because we're surrounded by water right in korea uh there are different uh types of species even in just Korea like if you're on the side of Incheon mm-hmm. like it, you're catching totally different species of fish and if you're in Gangneung over to the east mm-hmm. it's totally different as well and you have to use different technique wow and <laughs> there's like so many different techniques and it's interesting yeah, yeah just going it's a whole off new a, world out there yeah just going yeah. into a fishing rent nothing about nothing music about, right? yeah I know nothing about <laughs> fishing oh but I'm sure you also have a like a playlist when you go fishing <laughs> so funny enough I actually when I go fishing I I um, don't listen to music. Oh, and the so reason why is... complete peace. Yeah, so I, I like to just listen to the nature. And sometimes, you know, as a music producer, like, you get so sick of music, right? Mm. You're listening to... Especially for me as an engineer, like, if we're mixing a song, uh, I'll listen to the same song maybe, like, 300 times. Right, oh. And so your brain just becomes fried after that. And so that's why I love fishing so much. It's just you go and listen to the sound of the waves, sound oh. of the water and nature. And it's just, it's healing, right? It cleanses mm. your mind. And um, the sound they, of nature is just music to your ears. Yeah. And so much so that, you know, I know a lot of producers who do this as well. But when I'm driving, uh, I go on my streaming, my music streaming platform and I search for nature sounds. And oh. I'll listen to like the sounds of nature as I'm driving instead of music. 
you see like yeah. asmr yeah stuff like <laughs> that that's great too mm. you know the stuff that just like it, it feels like a brain massage oh yeah right? i play asmr yeah. nature sound mm-hmm. when i put my baby to sleep oh yeah that's great too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if it helps though yes <laughs> that being sleep. said though that being said uh it There is a need for us to study what music comes out. And Mm. I I love this segment here because I feel like this is my only chance to kind of do like the group assignment where we got to learn new music, right? Uh And so I'm super excited for today's playlist. Me too. Well, I can't wait to hear what songs you have for us today. So there's a lot of hot songs on the the charts right now Mm -hmm. that we got to go over. And there's some obscure ones too. But we're starting off with one of the hottest songs right now. Uh, It's called Pamyang. By PB. Yeah, this song it's been going crazy these days. And um, hmm. do you know what Yanggeng is? Yeah, the uh-huh. the snack, the, the snack, sweet Yanggeng. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I first heard this this song name, I was like, is she really referring to that? But mm-hmm. apparently, she is. Um, it's is basically it? oh, tell us all about the song. So the song is really interesting. It's like a folk, um, almost like a waltz song. Mm. And if you know anything about BB, this is not her sound. This is not the kind of thing she normally does. She's more of like a heavy, like really trendy and uh, cool R&B artist. But this one almost sounds like um, like a folk version of IU almost. Oh. But something about the way that she uses her melodies uh, still brings it back into that BB R&B sound. Mm. The, the way that she rhythmically kind of plays on these lyrics, it's just, it, it totally, it, it brings a new sound to this folk kind of environment mm-hmm. and it's like a fusion of different worlds here going on sounds like she really challenged herself this time it seems like it um and just the lyrics too it's it's so creative it's so much fun uh and it's really been going crazy on social media these mm-hmm. days just because it's uh-huh. it's fun to sing and so there's covers all over the place and her live versions as well it's it's really great there's this one live clip going around it's like everywhere right now but she sings this so flawlessly and mm-hmm. it's so light and bubbly um but funnily enough this is actually like a breakup song is but it? yeah you wouldn't expect it when you listen to it it's like um i think one of the biggest lyrics in the song is like when you were leaving you told me that i always ask for too much or something like that right <laughs> but then well, it's... what does pam young gang have to do with this so i'm not 100 uh-huh. percent sure of that were they eating um, pam young gang while they were breaking <laughs> i'm not sure maybe we'll have one of the writers so check it out and see mm-hmm. if they can explain it to us but um yeah i i, I was just so perplexed by the lyrics i i feel like it might just be a play on words but you know young gang is it's kind of an old-timer snack, yeah, right? It's yeah. not something that kids these days really enjoy eating, mm-hmm. right? Um, at least for me, when I was growing up, my dad used to love this. Oh, yeah. But I hated it. It was me disgusting too. It's, for me. I'm not a big fan of right? it, too. But yesterday, I went to the big uh, uh, Korean supermarket, mm-hmm. and I checked the stores to see if they had this. <laughs> and surprisingly enough, like almost all of it was sold out. And I'm... I'm positive it's because of this song. Wow. Because people are like, I, I feel like kids these days, they might not even know what Yangging is. Yeah. Like, I, I, or they might not have even possible. tasted it, right? Mm-hmm. And with this song, they're like, they're becoming curious, right? Oh. And so they're probably checking it out, see how it tastes, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. Yeah, the, for sure. Kids wants to know what this tastes like. Yeah, now they, it's trending. Exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like palm chestnut, but Yangging. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. 
it's 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 a it's a tough one. The texture for me, it's like it's not like a jelly per se. Like it's kind of like bokboke too. Like it has this grittiness in it too, and it's like it makes your mouth dry, and it's not like super sweet either. It just it feels like you're eating like a piece of like it's kind of like a red bean. Yeah, so I don't like red bean. That's why maybe that's why. Yeah, I mean, there's I think there's two versions. There's pat yangging too, right? Mm. Um, and I think that's the one that my dad liked, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's not for everyone. Uh, I mean, it's it's not disgusting per se. It's just the the texture is interesting, but mm. it's definitely a nost- nostalgic um, kind of Korean snack for a snack. lot of Koreans. Absolutely. Yeah. So who wrote and composed the song? So this is uh, BB, obviously, and it was co-produced and written with Chang Kiha as well. Ah. Mm-hmm. But does he feature? in the song so he's not featured in the music itself but actually in the music video which is actually really amazing as well if you check it out it's really bubbly and there's a lot of fun stuff going on Changi actually makes a cameo appearance in there as well oh mm-hmm. nice yeah I mean I, I love Changi yes so I can already tell that the lyrics is uh, super fun yeah and sure. creative yes just Changi's music, you don't know what's coming up next. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm. So should we listen to the song? Yeah, right let's away? get into L- it. Yeah, let's listen to the song right now. Here is PB and her latest song, Pam Yangging. We just heard PB and her new song, Pam Yangging. How much fun mm. is that? It's so fun. I can definitely huh? feel Changi's mm-hmm. touch. Yeah. In the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially sure. the word play part. Yeah, yeah. That hook where, where <laughs> they, they do that play on words with the Pamyang gang, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking of, um, so apparently the lyrics are basically, um, all I wanted was a Pamyang gang and you're asking mm. me, why why are you asking for so much? Mm-hmm. But that's all I wanted is what she's saying. Yeah, and, all I want yeah. is Pamyang gang. I'm not asking for too much. But I mean, it's, it's a weird request, so it, uh-huh. it might be. But yeah, the way that they played off of this Pamyang gang and turn the the melody and rhythm into such a creative kind of masterpiece. It's it's unbelievable. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a new take on BB because yes. I w- wouldn't expect her to s- right. sing such a sweet, lovely song. Right. It's, it's totally out of her genre, I feel like. This is almost folk to mm-hmm. me. Like, um, it's something that we'd see more of IU doing these days, right? But yeah. I feel like this is a trend these days. A lot of people are kind of moving away from that super like hip hop inspired R and B sound and more into like a more natural sound like with more acoustic instruments like for this you'll hear like a upright bass and they use really old school synths too like there's a mellotron in the middle mm. where it sounds like a flute but it's not actually a flute it's like, this uh, yeah yeah that's that's an interesting touch as well and I, I i couldn't figure out if that was like a guitar like a jazz guitar or if it's some kind of synthesizer but they made it sound like very obscure but it was mm. a very creative choice yeah nonetheless yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a very nice song for sure. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. What what's next? All right. Uh, we have the return of a big icon here. Uh, Taeyeon is back with new um, solo music. Uh, she has a new uh, mini album out. It's her fifth mini album, and uh, the title track for this one it's called Two X. Mm. And uh, yeah, so it's been two years since we've heard from her. Her last release was I Envy You. Do you remember that one? That one was really mm-hmm. big. It's actually still on the charts. If you mm-hmm. Go down the charts. I think it's like still sitting somewhere at like 50 or something like that. So it's been very popular for a long time. And uh, we have seen Taeyeon do some stuff with uh, 
other members as well. Like we've seen a girls' generation uh, come back somewhere in the middle of that, but we haven't seen much solo stuff from her recently. And it's good to see her back because she's done something a little bit different this time where she's kind of more portraying um, her own sound. Up until now, um, she's been doing basically what will sell really well. And obviously that's very important. Uh, The companies always aim for music releases to be profitable and so you want to be able to release something that will be widely accepted right Right. but um this time you know with sm uh as their artists mature and they gain more career experience they Mm -hmm. tend to let their artists be a little more free and that's something we've seen with people like um dongbangshingi and even yeah exactly they they get a lot more creative freedom i think taeyeon is reaching that stage as well Mm. and so this one she was really heavily involved in the composition and the lyric writing for this album as well and this song as well and so what we'll hear from this song in particular it's more of a westernized style of r&b as opposed to the korean uh dance or r&b style that she has been doing up until this point Hmm. Mm -hmm. she always pulls off you know any kinds of genre so i'm right. so curious yeah she's really good at song. she's really good at just about anything and like i think reggae i loved her reggae songs oh, yeah, especially sure. her ballads yes her ballads mm. are great too like she has such a versatile voice oh, yeah. um and a lot of people um they have this misconception about idols. They mm. think uh, you're an idol. All you can do is dance and your vocals are probably all auto-tuned and you're not very good. But that's mm. 100% not true. Mm-hmm. Idols are trained rigor- rigorously. I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah. uh, they get vocal lessons all the time. And in the studio, they're constantly being trained to work their voice in ways that are like unimaginable. And so when you hear Taeyeon's voice here, like, especially as an engineer for me, I know her skill and her Mm. versatility and just how good she is with her control. And that's the reason why she can pull off ballads just as well as she can pull off a dance track, right? Right, right. Because she's one of the top female vocalist in Korea. I would argue for sure. Mm -hmm. I'd say so. And yeah, for this one, we get to hear a new side of her, you know, Uh, instead of what will necessarily like be the bestseller, Mm -hmm. she kind of shows off like her own style and, perhaps like the kind of music that she enjoys listening to. Mm. And so when you listen to this one, it's a simple track. The track, like the instrumental itself, is not as complex as what we've heard from her before. Uh, But instead, it focuses a lot more on her vocal performance, her lyrics, and the articulation in her voice, um, and also just the melody. If you were to listen to the melody itself with the track, uh, you wouldn't expect it to be Korean. We're hearing Mm. a lot of lines that are like indicative of like Keilani or, you know, all the really cool up-and-coming R&B artists in the States right now. Mm. So you'll hear a lot of those kinds of lines. So the, you would say that this genre is uh, R&B? R&B? It is track? R&B for sure. Like it starts off with this, or not even starts off, the entire song goes through with just this simple guitar loop, this electric guitar mm. loop. And as an engineer, I can hear it and I can already tell you like this electric guitar loop, they didn't spend much time on it because uh, it's really dirty. It's really messy. Like, you can tell that it was actually played in a different key and uh, it was modulated up. Basically, what that means is they pitch shifted it to match with Taeyeon and they didn't even bother to re-record it again. So it just, it sounds like really warbly and weird, but that's like, that's something that a lot of Western artists do because most people don't care about like, 
oh, how good is this guitar sound? It's not about that. It's more about how good is this song as a whole. Mm. But in Korea, we're a lot more detail-oriented. And right, so in right. Korea, we normally wouldn't let something like this slide. Mm-hmm. But because they're going for a more Western sound, it's more like we'll focus more on the vocals and the, the track, the instrumental, can just do its own thing, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So that must sound more like live. Yeah, it sounds just, it sounds really raw. Almost uh, the track, but the vocals are still on top. It sounds perfect. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Taeyeon. Right. Uh, all right, let's hear the song right now. Here is 2X by Taeyeon. That was 2X by Taeyeon, and you're listening to John's Jams on Wonder Hours with Hedim. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. She has such a beautiful voice. It is so good, right? Mm-hmm. Her voice is just so crisp, it's clear, and she really encaptured that Western R&B sound, for me at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She can really pull off any kinds of songs. So versatile, but, you know, the the track almost, I want to say it's kind of cliche right it's mm-hmm. it's overplayed it's overheard it's something we've heard like a million times already but the way that she pulls this off with her lyrics and her articulation and her rhythms it totally brings it to life it makes it brand new right uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely Ooh, i yes. can't wait to see her future activities too yes for sure all right what's our next song all right, and we got something kind of interesting for the next one. So there's this new uh, boy group. It's it's not totally new, but uh, they've been up and coming. It's called Rise. Mm. Have you heard of them? Of course. Yes. Rise. All right, and so they have uh, their newest single. is called Love 119. Mm. And before I talk about this song, I just want to talk about SM for a minute. Um, these days, SM has become very experimental. Uh, they went through this interesting phase with Espa and Red Velvet where they tried doing like classical stuff on their music and uh, they also went through this interesting phase where they tried like um, uh, New Jack Swing as well with some Mm -hmm. of their music and uh, they're doing something a little different right now but within the industry what we say is uh, SM these days has kind of just been throwing everything at the wall (laughs) and hoping something will stick Uh... and uh, some of them do stick but they don't stay on for very long. And I just, you know, what this reminds me of was when, when I heard that saying for the first time, it reminded me of my sister. Because uh, my sister told, I asked my sister a long time ago, she, growing up, she was a very good kid, mm. right? She was like, she's a doctor now. Obviously, oh. she's the classic Asian good doctor, right? Growing <laughs> up. So I asked her, what's like the worst thing you've ever done growing up? Like, what's the most like, like rebellious thing you've ever done right i've never thought about that she told me when she was in elementary school she went to the bathroom with her friends Mm -hmm. and she got some toilet paper and they put water on it and they threw it up in the ceiling and then it would stick so that was something that if you grew up in the states like if you went to uh school in the states if you went to a public uh school and you go into the bathroom you'll see like paper towels and toilet paper like sticking on the ceiling or the walls and that's basically oh what gosh. it was oh. and I feel like that's what SM is doing right now <laughs> with their music it's a very interesting choice that's interesting of how they're deciding to go with these concepts and this one nonetheless because this one is actually it's something that I haven't heard from them before and it's very new mm. it's basically they're trying to go for this nostalgic feel right now for oh. Koreans um like if you think like early 2000s hip hop hmm. in Korea where people are wearing like super baggy clothes and oh, the yeah. sunglasses on stage and doing these ridiculous dances that's almost how it sounds with this huh. one and the funny thing is the writers for this song I know who they are and I know the kind of music that they write and this is not it right mm. and so that's what perplexed me the most and it made me realize this is all 
what SM is doing. They they wanted this sound specifically. So what probably happened, and if you listen to the song, you might catch what I'm saying is the song was written totally differently. Um, the melody is probably the same, but the track they probably removed a lot of the heavier hip hop elements and replaced it with these like nostalgic keyboard sounds and mm. uh, even on the vocals they threw on this interesting filter. Um, Basically, what it is is they cut off a lot of the low end and cut off a lot of the high end. Um, easily speaking, they cut off a lot of the bass and the treble, right? Hmm. And they create the sound that almost sounds like it's going through like a tape machine or like a a telephone. Like you know how in the beginnings of some songs, like there's like a it was here and it's like crackly. <laughs> oh, it sounds yeah. like it's going through the phone. It's a similar effect to that, but they have that across the vocal because uh, back in the day. Um, vocals when they were recorded they didn't have the same quality that we do today um, because it was being either recorded to vinyl or to tape or wherever right or to these multi-track recorders that mm-hmm. didn't have the same um, basically the frequency spectrum that we do today right, and systems. so right and mm-hmm. so that's the kind of sound they got but they emulated that here and uh, they brought in this really nostalgic piano sound with wow. and to me it just it doesn't make sense yet to be mm-hmm. honest, um, I don't know how I feel about this um, because I know <laughs> Paul Thompson and MZMC and the amazing tracks that they write. They're one of the biggest writers for EXO and some of their biggest tracks. <gasps> but um, yeah, this one, I feel like SM must have done something here. Super to, experiment, Super experimental <laughs> to take this track and turn it into something totally different. Mm. And I don't know how I feel about it. If you take a listen, you're going to have to let me know how you feel. But hmm. uh just up until now, I th- I think the reason why SM is doing this with Rise is because it's been around half a year now since Rise has debuted, and they haven't had any great standing hits yet. Uh-huh. And for K-pop groups, within that first year, it's so important that you get at least one hit. Right. That's one of the right. most important things, because after you've been out for a year, you're no longer like really a rookie group, right? Mm-hmm. But if you haven't had any big hits yet, then you kind of start falling off the radar. Like you lose that appeal of being a brand new group. But you also, if you don't have any hit songs that you're very well known for yet, then it's hard for you to kind of bring yourself back from that. Especially because the trend is shifting so quickly. You kind of need to keep up. Right. Well, as someone who's a big fan of old school K-pop songs, I'm curious to hear this song. Right, let's take a listen to it. Here is Rise with Love 119. That was Love 119 by Rise. All right. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, very cute. Mm-hmm. And I can feel the early 2000 right? K-pop idol group yes. kind of vibe, like yes. H.O.T. Oh, yeah. That's exactly I feel like what they were going for. And whether or not this will stick, I mean, we'll have to wait and see it. Because I, I believe this is a pre-release for a, another album that they're coming out with. Mm. So we'll have to see what they're up to. But... For me, I feel like this is not sticking with me very well yet. Just because mm-hmm. um, the the hook right now, it's a little underwhelming to me. Just because the melody, it's more of a chant, right? It's not necessarily yeah. a sung melody. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, like, save my life, call 119. Um, and I feel like that, it could be stronger. Um, with a chant like that, normally, like, if you want to make that work, you have to have a lot more backing it up in Mm. in the track, at least. Like, with the instrumentals, like, you have to make it strong, and there has to be, like, a consistent, like, moving 
some kind of melodic line underneath it all. But mm-hmm. they just have this old school piano loop going on in the back the whole time. Yeah. And it's not really moving the song forward as much as I would want it to. Mm-hmm. And something tells me Paul Thompson and the, the crew behind this, they probably did not get much say on this because they're mm-hmm. all Western writers. And that piano was so Korean, right? <laughs> um, they probably... brought in some random loop from some random Korean writer to bring it in. But I, I don't know. It's still up in the air for me, but we'll have to see how it does, right? Mm. And because SM is so well-known for their performances, right. maybe this song's performance is right. amazing too. Yeah, it could be very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen their performance yet. But... Oh, I know that they're very talented. Mm-hmm. All of them are very talented for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on to our next song. All right. So we're coming back um, in time to 2024 with Groovy <laughs> Room featuring Yoon Jin from La Seraphim and Crush with Yes or No. Mm. Now, this song has... It's, it's the polar opposite of what we just listened to right now. So if that other song was nostalgic, this one, it's 100% new school. They do so many uh, experimental and cool things here uh, that are not like, unlike SM, it's not just trying everything, but instead they're taking what things are trending right now mm. and throwing everything into their song. And so with Groovy Room, we all know them as one of the greatest producer duos right now in the scene of hip-hop and R&B. Yes. They work with so many different artists. They're currently part of uh, Jay Park's label, Higher Music. Oh. And they've been exclusively producing for a lot of their artists over there. And they've also been doing some of their own projects. And this one is, this song is one of them. Um, and they got... some of the hard, hottest artists right now that are out with Le Seraphim's Yoon Jin and Crush um, and with people like Yoon Jin and a lot of these uh, girl group or idols of this day when you have someone like them come on your track the first thing that happens is it goes viral on social media right. and so this one is already it's, it's heard worldwide like even if you haven't heard the song in its entirety you've probably already heard it on some short some sort of short form media or, or challenges challenges <laughs> exactly SNS and when was this released? so this came out I think like one or two months ago so it's pretty recent still oh, very um, very new yes But uh, the fun thing about this one is it actually takes uh, a creative line out of one of the most popular songs from 2008. It's called Love by Brown Eyed Girls. Oh, I do you know think that song? I might know it. Do, you uh, definitely can you sing do. the chorus? Uh, I don't know it. I don't know it, it, but I know the piano line because I'm pretty sure uh, that's what they took over from this. Mm. This is one of those songs I'm that... I'm sure I know this song. You, you but definitely I, I, I do. Can't re- it's one of those songs that is mm. probably still in the top 10 songs when you go to a norebang mm-hmm. and it's still in there and people sing it all the time. And so <sighs> what's really fun about this is they took that and they kind of made it new, but they still got one of the original writers from the song. Um, they got Kimina <laughs> to come in and help with the composition and arrangement as well and they they took this song with these old school elements but made it really new they added in this really funky and creative bass line that groovy room is absolutely known for they're really experimental with their bass and they're very creative in the way that they use their lines it's mm-hmm. not a simple bass line they always throw in these weird melodies in the backgrounds with these weird fills and um it's just super It's always like ear candy. When you listen to it, it's like sumung gurim chaki. Find the awesome bass line in there. Wow. And also with the melody, it's really interesting because um, in in the olden days, right? Back in um, even like 15 years ago, uh, we weren't able to edit vocals to the 
ability that we are now. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you hear about people like Michael Jackson or even Beyonce, they're known for singing their songs in one take. Like they'll sing the entire song and if they need to do any edits, um, they'll cut the tape and maybe put maybe one, two, three takes together at most. But these days what happens is when we're recording, we put together maybe like three, four hundred different takes of little snippets Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and make the best possible thing. And what that does is it opens us up to different possibilities with the melody. Because back in the day, you had to sing the entire melody through, right? You had to sing the entire song. But these days, you don't have to actually sing the whole song through because you can just cut it up. We'll sing this part and then we'll overlap this part and then this part will come in. So you don't necessarily have to be able to sing the whole thing, right? Yeah, you don't... Sometimes you just need to sing one word. Exactly. They say, 찍어. Exactly. Right? 찍어 that part. Yes. Just sing that one in, word. In English, we call that punching. Punching. Yes. That's so right. So we punch in these parts. And so what that does is it allows us to work with these melodies that would otherwise be almost impossible for singers mm. to sing. Whether it's from um, jumping up like an octave in the middle of a melody or mm-hmm. just going down or using these weird rhythms where um, if you were to try to sing it live, you probably couldn't breathe. <laughs> right? Just because there's no space. But when we're recording, um, and because this is a track for producers and not for this for a group, right? It doesn't have to be performed live. It's more just for listening purposes. And so it mm. leads producers like Ruby Room to be much more creative with their choice of melodic lines. Mm. And so you'll hear a lot of jumping here and there with the melody, but it's it's really trendy because mm. that's what a lot of people have been doing these days. And I'm curious because uh-huh. the Seraphim's Yunjin, she mm-hmm. must be very young. So does she yes. know the song Love before so, she... Yeah, I, I checked this out, <laughs> but apparently she didn't even know the song. She hadn't heard it before. Uh, but then after hearing the original with the writer, uh, she realized oh, this is a song that my parents used to listen to. <laughs> and that just shows our age, right? Oh. <laughs> the songs that we've been listening to is... Oh, no. Are they I the wish songs? I don't know this song when I listen to it. Oh, I want to say I don't know. I promise you do. And I promise like 80% of our listeners are going to have heard at least this piano line before. And you're going to know, I've heard that somewhere before, right? Mm. Mm. And Groovy Room, I think I... Were huh? they on the Show Me the Yeah, Money they were show? there as uh, producers yeah. as well. They are very popular. And... Super young and hip. That's how I remember them. Yeah, actually, one of the members, um, Park Kyu-jung, was actually uh, in in school with my wife growing up. They went to the same high school. Mm. And uh, and this was a special high school, actually. It was one where you had to study really hard to get into, and you had to be Mm. like an elite student, basically. Mm. Um, And he was one of those, like, he was a he was great at studying, but obviously he went into music. But while he was in school, he would always go around his classmates showing, um, hey, check this out. This is new music that I produced, right? Mm. And at the time, um, he created this song about chicken. <laughs> and it was apparently, like, for him, it was his masterpiece. And for the whole year that they were in the same class together, he mm-hmm. would go around playing his chicken song for everyone oh and asking the teacher to play it on the, the speakers in the class. And... That's that's a fun so story. So adorable. Yeah. And now he's really making amazing music. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully one day he remakes that chicken song so we can all hear it. But <laughs> um, until that day comes... <laughs> oh yeah. As much as we'd love to listen to that song about fried chicken, it's time for us to listen to the song Yes or No by Groovy Room featuring Yunjin and Crush. That was Yes or No by Groovy Room featuring Yunjin and Crush. 
So I'm sad to say that yes, I know yeah, the song. Exactly, right? <laughs> the moment that keyboard, that chord progression comes oh. out, you just start singing the melody. I, I couldn't remember the melody and the moment I heard the chords, I was just singing oh, it yeah, already. Oh yeah, I was like, singing along. It's subconscious. It's like, mm-hmm. it's branded into our brains. Oh, yeah. so if you grew up uh, as a Korean, uh-huh. whether even... Even for me, in 2008, I was a freshman in high school in America. I didn't even listen to Korean music at the time, but I still know the song. (laughs) It's one of those songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It takes me back to the good old days. Right. But it's it's made brand new by Yoonjin and Crush and Mm. Groovy Room. And they did a great job at it. It's super trendy. Super trendy. Crush sounds good as always. And... um, I, I talk about this a lot whenever I'm on the show, but uh, I've worked with Crush a few times now, and his voice is always evolving. Mm. Um, and I, I remember I talked to him about this, and he was mentioning that the way that he uses his voice has changed so much because his voice, like his his mok sangte, mm. or just his throat, has deteriorated from seeing the way that he did before. Mm-hmm. Instead of having that aggressive, like, R&B, like, hip-hop sound, mm-hmm. he's grown more into more like a jazzy R&B sound, and he uses less of his throat now, mm-hmm. and obviously more of his diaphragm support, and so it leads to a softer sound, and you can hear it here too, for sure. Like, it's not um, a super, like, aggressive sound, but instead it's more of an open and it's a pretty sound. I agree. Mm-hmm. And Yunjin too. Yeah, she sounds great. Ooh, her vocal. How can she make such beautiful sounds? You know, I, I saw this somewhere as well, but I'm pretty sure this song was a challenge for her. It took her out of her normal range. You can hear it instantly right. that uh, there are certain parts like um, in the middle where she hits these high notes where it's mm-hmm. just, it sounds like she's struggling a little bit. But I think that's also the charm in it too, because it's it's kind of gritty as well. Mm-hmm. And I think working with producers that aren't actually singers, that's what can lead to this kind of creativity. Because at least for me, when I'm writing, um, I always think about the singer because I was actually a vocal major in in college. Um, And so I'm very vocal oriented. But when I see producers that are not vocalists, uh, they have these melodies. Like they'll play it on their keyboard, right? (laughs) And it's so easy to play on your keyboard. Like you can go from like a... E3 to like Mm -hmm. an E1 and it's like nothing right on the keyboard you just press the buttons Mm -hmm. but imagine dropping two octaves in like one second right for a vocalist that doesn't happen Mm -hmm. but um when you do have producers like that and you have great vocalists that are able to kind of come together and experiment with those kinds of melodies and see what is possible and what isn't and what can we try Mm. um that's when you start getting these really interesting um and trend-setting melodies Mm -hmm. well thanks for bringing in such a trendy new song for us and now it's time for our segment within the segment yes it is time (laughs) it's time for who are you now have you heard of this group they're called putatoi ah no all right so this is an artist that i just discovered as well Mm -hmm. and obviously when i'm looking for these artists and these songs i look for the charts um with the the I looked through the charts for the songs with the least amount of hearts. Basically, <laughs> it's the most unknown artist, most unknown songs that I can find, and I think I really hit a gem gem here. Mm. So this is uh Potatoes. Uh, it's spelled P O T A T O I. So like potato yeah, with an potato. I at the end. <laughs> uh, this is his new song. It's called Plain Life, and uh, this is a hundred percent self written and produced. Um, and this is part of a full length album that he just put out, which he describes as kind of a journey for him. So potatoy basically, uh, this is John Cha. Or uh, Cha Sun Jong, and he was the bassist for the band Wave to Earth. And this is a pretty big uh, 
band in the indie scene. Mm. Uh, I actually went into social media. I searched him up and we have a ton of mutual friends and oh. followers. And so um, I'm definitely going to hit him up soon and see if we can get something working together. Mm-hmm. But his songs are just... The, the new songs that he's done right now, it's so different from the stuff that he's done as a band. Um, his songs right now are almost like h y o g o if you oh. get what I'm saying. Like, it's lo-fi, it's old school, and it's just relaxed. So he was a bassist in the team? Yeah, so he was a bassist, but what he did was he branched off from the group. I think he still does the band activities, but he started his solo career, and um, he was known, actually, for being the potato boy in the band, too. <laughs> why? And the reason why was because he loved potatoes so much. He would always oh. eat so many potatoes, and they called him Potato Boy. That's and, cute. And uh, for his artist name, the reason why he went with Potatoy mm-hmm. was because he was taking Potato Boy and also Toy. And putting them together. And the reason why it's toy is because um, for him, music was like his best friend growing up, right? Mm. And when you're little, like you're on the playground uh, and you have no friends uh, to play with at the time, mm-hmm. what are you going to play with? You're going to play with toys, right? right? And so for him, music was like a toy for oh. him. It was what he would play with when he was alone, right? And so Sweet. that's why he took this kind of interesting approach to his name. And mm. we get Potatoi. Potatoy. <laughs> yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. And what's really cool about this track is, like I mentioned, like, John, he's a bassist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I noticed... And he can sing, too. He can sing, too. Wow. With, with these kinds of um, great instrumentalists, when they have their own releases, mm-hmm. uh, what you'll notice is they actually don't show off. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of... Like, let's say for this song, like, he's a great bassist. He has these amazing lines that he can play, like, and he'll do that for his band. But when he's doing his own music, it's not about the bass. So Mm. he doesn't actually incorporate any crazy bass lines. You wouldn't expect this to have been written by a bassist. But instead, the bass is just, it's really subtle. It's simple. And it kind of embraces the song instead of, like, trying to shine and I noticed that with a lot of instrumentalists turned artists like my good Mm -hmm. friend Shun he's one of the greatest guitar players in Korea right now and he plays for all these artists he'll do a lot of crazy stuff for different artists but when it comes to his own music it's really subtle Mm -hmm. it's always taking a step back behind the the message that he's trying to portray and I think you'll hear that with this song as well it's Mm -hmm. called Plain Life it's one of the um, double titles off of his new album and yeah you're gonna love it it's a really feel good uh easy listening track like you just want to snuggle up and just Mm. listen to next to the fire or something like that all right well let's listen to it right now here is potatoi with plain life that was plain life by potatoi and now we have time for just one more song yes we're closing out with another big heavy hitter group we have twice with their newest release it's called i got you Mm. and so i think i finally cracked the sound or crack down on what twice's sound is Mm -hmm. so for the longest time i couldn't figure out like what is their objective with their music but i realized they try to do anthems Uh, in the term right right like if you think about like whatever what is their biggest cheer up up, right exactly they're they're all anthems to try to bring you up and i feel like this is exactly that uh this one is a really cool song it sounds kind of like it's inspired by like the weekend and uh people like katy perry as well like those western big pop groups right mm-hmm. and they've kind of taken that and kind of made it their own but this one is 
it's actually meant for like a global release as in they're targeting the worldwide audience because this is another full English release mm. and this is something that we've seen oh is it of, all in English it's all in English and oh. so this is something we've seen happening with a lot of girl groups these days they've trying to go they're trying to go more global these days mm. and I think they're doing a pretty good job um, specifically I mean with this one song I think there's 14 different versions of this song of this one song no way and let me tell you the reason behind it is because short form media these days has become so popular and um, a lot of people when they like one of the big ones that happened recently that got big was uh, EXO's song I think it was like Chutnun or something mm. like that right yeah that one got really big oh, yeah. and they actually missed out on a lot of money on that song and the oh, reason no. why is because they sped it up and made it high pitched right so if you go on social media it's higher pitched mm-hmm. and they, they sped it up to make it like almost sound like chipmunks right mm-hmm. and so in the algorithm for these uh, social media platforms when you change the audio it doesn't get flagged for copyright if you change the audio too much mm-hmm. and so they miss out on money like that uh, but the smart thing about groups these days is what they do is they release these versions like these sped up chipmunk versions or mm-hmm. hyper versions um, wow. or even quote unquote low fiber Versions. And so mm. that's why we have so many different versions of this song, just so that these companies don't miss on their royalty money, basically. Oh I think that's a smart move <laughs> because this is something Western. People are just getting smarter and smarter. Yeah, I mean, this is something that Western companies have been doing for a while. Like, if you look at Justin Bieber's releases, um, like he'll release one song, but there's like five different remixes of it. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. But back to the days when we were working mm-hmm. as the Wonder Girls, we yes. only had like three maximum, like three versions, remi- right. remix versions. Right. Right. But fourteen. Fourteen wow. different That's versions, just so that they earn all the money, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's smart, just because smart. it's become so popular. Well, thank you so much for another super fun list, John. We will see you next week. Yes. And we're not only going to say goodbye to John, but also close the show with I Got You by Twice. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Have a wonderful day and see you tomorrow.